0: Hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me and for being here today in Insurance Town as I've got three friends of mine that have come into the studio this week to talk to us about a uh, subject I think is very important uh, to uh, our industry and to what we're doing. That's uh, growing referral partnerships and how to work with referral partnerships and all of those things. And so I've cut some clips together in here that I think would be uh, fantastic for you. And I think it'll be beneficial. And I'm just very proud of this, of this uh, podcast. So wanted to put this out for you guys. Uh, I couldn't do this show without my friends over at Agency Performance Partners. And uh, Agency Performance Partners works with agencies just like yours to to solve some of the industry's biggest challenges. And and this month and coming up, coming months, we're going to be working on the challenge that we keep hearing about over the year of, uh, of commercial insurance and how to grow your book there and what that looks like and getting over that cold call reluctancy and what to do once you get the account in the door and how how to work with an underwriter, how to qualify a prospect, you know, how to walk through and how to close the deal and how to move on beyond the close and what that client experience looks like. And we really walk through and dive in deep into all of those things. And so if you're interested in something like that, this, of course, has been a passion project of mine and And Kelly and the team have really helped me to hone this in and get this right. So if you're interested in that, go to agencyperformancepartners.com and check that out. And it'll release on July 15th. And uh, and just from there, if you're listening to this after that, go check it out, agencyperformancepartners.com. Also, my good friends over at CoverDesk. CoverDesk does a phenomenal job working with agencies that are looking to expand their team. Looking to add employees, add staff, and and take some administrative tasks off of their of their team or um, off of their own plate. You know, virtual assistants are a phenomenal way to go on that. And Andy Priestman and his team have done a great job of training these uh, virtual assistants and working with them and. Getting them up to speed on on what we talk about in the insurance industry and some of the processes that we go through—they know a lot of the carrier systems, they know the management systems. A lot of times, they integrate into your team very, very well and very smoothly. Everyone I've talked to that's hired a, a, a virtual assistant from CoverDesk just raves about how well they are, how professional they are, what they do, and how hard they work and how they integrate so well into the agency. So go to CoverDesk.com and check that out. Tell them Andy or tell Andy that I sent you. Anyway, on today's show, I've got three of my good friends that came into the studio and I want you to check it out. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with three of my good friends and referral partners. Guys, I'm sitting here looking at three good looking dudes here in my office. Just Dude, this is exciting. For me personally to have, it's a little small and cramped in here when you got three people or four of us in here now, but I've got three good friends of mine that I've known for several years that going back to my agency days, referral partners of mine, people that I got to know, mentors, friends, colleagues. Uh, we, we were, some of us were in groups together. Some of us were in other referral partnerships together. And now to this day, we still get together uh, every week, every other week, just to get to know each other better and to talk, to hang out. And uh, Jay and Robbie still refer a ton of business to one another, and it's just a really cool scenario here I've got. I'm looking at here, and I'm going to skip the whole walk down memory lane. I've got Jay Coates here from Keller Williams. Uh, who's a great realtor here in Little Rock. Uh, does does a great job uh, working with uh, buyers and sellers. And I've got Robbie Abukir, who's a great uh, mortgage lender. Uh, and does a good job at very high volume. I mean, he you'll hear throughout the show. He brags on his numbers a lot. Ah, and then <laughs> I've got my friend Mark Hickman, uh, who is uh, an agency owner here locally uh, in my hometown. And uh, you know, I want you to hear from his perspective as well as how. He grows his referral partnerships. So let's just dive right into that. So, you know, to build a good pipeline, you've got to have a funnel of referral partners. You've got to have a sphere of influence, so to speak. And I met all three of these gentlemen uh, in that very role, whether it was BNI or Chamber of Commerce or just by happenstance. Um, it's uh, one of those things. Actually, Robbie, we met at Cheddar's.
1: Mm-hmm. Before long he even, time ago.
0: yeah, before he even got into the lender business, uh, that was pretty awesome. And then, I know, you know, he was like, "I gotta get out of Cheddar's. The hours are long. It's a lot of hard work. I'm gonna get into something easy. We'll get into mortgages. Mm-hmm. Not the easiest thing ever, though, right?"
1: Well, compared to the time you put in, what you can get out if you work as hard, you make five times, six times, ten times more. That's yeah. the difference.
0: There you go. And so, what I want to talk about here today is, uh, you know. What does that mean? You know, defining that sphere of influence, you know, Mark, give me thoughts on what is, what does that mean to you when you hear about your sphere of influence? Everybody has a circle
2: and the people in your circle, they trust you, you trust them and you, uh, it seems like the longer you're in business, the bigger that circle grows and, yeah. uh, and you have people in your life for different things and different process that you trust. And that's your go-to people that would be mine. Yeah.
0: Jay, have anything to add to that sphere of influence?
3: He's, he's got the longevity thing down. If you're in business, long enough. And if you're doing it right, you're going to make friends. And that's really what networking is, just making a bunch of friends who know, like, and trust you enough to do business with
0: you. There it is. The key word is know, like, and trust. And I think that's a big part of it. And I think that, you know, a lot of that goes in with building a relationship and identifying the solid referral partnerships. And a lot of those people, again, going back to the origin of where these people came from in my life, you know, it was it was referral relationships. Every one of these people on this podcast now, and I still call them friends to this day. And it's been several years now. It seems like just yesterday, but four or five years ago, we began each one of our relationships in a referral zone. Has it been that long? Has it been further? I think. When did you move here, Jay? Twenty seventeen. So yeah, twenty seventeen. That's been a long time. And still this day, I still see. I saw Mark a couple of weeks ago. I see y'all for lunch all the time. So it becomes a relationship. Y'all become friends, and you know uh, Robbie was scared that my 40th birthday, nobody was going to show up. And so he came to my house and sure enough, people were there, but Robbie had my back in case nobody was there as sad as it sounds. bro. <laughs> That's right. But you build those relationships. And so, um, you know, what, what to you, I guess, as you talk about that a little bit, what makes a good referral source? Uh, either one of you, I don't care. If you, if you want to jump in on that, what makes a good referral partner? What do you look for Me? anybody?
1: you got to get along. Uh, Really, what I look for in a referral partner is uh, first, uh, I, got, I got to like the person. Yeah. Uh, they got to be a professional and they got to like and trust me too. Right. So, uh, once those first couple elements fit in the equation, then it's it's, it's all fun and games, man. Then you close way more business yeah. than anything else. Uh, you can have 100 referral partners and there's only 10, 10 of them that you love and trust and they love and trust you. You're only going to focus on those. So you might as well just have 10. You close 10 times more business than having 100 referral partners. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's a
0: good point. You know, Mark, you talked about earlier
1: off air, you have you know a handful that you work with. Instead of
0: having, you have that same approach. Instead of having 100, you'd rather have a good relationship with four or five good referral partners.
2: I don't think so. I mean, I know a lot of uh, lenders and lenders, there's lenders that'll call you if they need you. There's lenders that look at it in a different way. They have a relationship with someone else. It's, it's you know, and then you connect with a certain amount of them. And and the ones that you connect with, you build a good relationship and they know that you can, uh, I feel that the, the people that, that I work with, they know me, they know how I work. They know that I'm going to take care of it. I'm fast. I'm accurate. Uh, and and they just depend on you and i'm a I'm a tool in their chest and and I'm I'm a tool to them and I solve a problem for them. And that's you know I, I can't fix everybody's problem. There's a, a thousand insurance agents in town and probably five thousand realtors and probably two three thousand loan officers, you know, and certain people deal with certain people because they like them and they trust them. And that's
0: you know, yeah for and again marks in the insurance industry and you know a lot of times You know, insurance agents think that it's only, you know, realtors, lenders, bankers, and financial planners, where that's their go to most of the time. But, you know, as Jay and I were talking about earlier, how often do you have an opportunity to refer a legitimate piece of business to an insurance agent?
3: It's very rare. By the time they get to us, it's too late. Most people, when they want to go, Buy buy or sell a house. They've already established that insurance relationship. That's one of the first professional relationships you get when you're an adult as an insurance partner. It it really is a matter of, like you said, finding somebody that does business similarly to you, that you trust, that you know the outcome of, that's predictable, that's going to be there when you call or that'll call you back. And you know, when it's, it's respect. I mean, y'all nailed it. It, it really is about reciprocity, giving more than you get. It's yeah. what can I provide your business today?
0: And so let's, let's talk about, cause you, you and Robbie work pretty close together, even to this day. And y'all send business back and forth. He's, you send this to him. Mm-hmm. What makes Robbie a good referral partner for you?
3: It's predictable. Predictability, breach, trust. I know that if I send them something, I know exactly what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. So I don't have to check in and say, Robbie, did you call them? Robbie, did you check in? Have you done this? Is this happening? It takes pressure off of me knowing that my people are taking care of the way that I want them taken care of. Because at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. I'm the realtor. I told him to call this guy. I trust this guy. And it's a lot of responsibility for me because of the position I'm in. We're dealing with somebody's largest asset and he's helping buy that. So sure. we're changing somebody's lives. And I know that he's going to do it in the correct way. So would you say
0: Robbie's a part of your team? Oh, uh, for sure.
3: Is that and, I mean, community? my wife sends yeah. people to him. Okay. He is trusted in our family. We probably send him more business than anybody that we deal with just because of where we are in the world of business. Now,
0: knowing he sends you that business, is that something he communicated with you, the process he wanted, or is that something you communicate with him, or do y'all kind of come up with that process together, Robbie? Man, That's well, his just process.
1: like he said, I mean, it's, it's, it's the process. Uh, I mean, just like, you know, difference between going to Walmart and going to Whole Foods, Right you know uh you go into my office or i pick up the phone to call the client he's gonna know exactly that like hey if i say that this is a closable deal it's gonna close no matter what if it's an a it's not gonna close no matter what so forget about this guy so certainty is number one number two is uh you know we're all friends and good people but also you gotta prove to your friend that like hey i don't take your business for granted and i care about you and i care about your business I'm technically holding on to somebody's paycheck when they send me the business. So I want to make sure that, hey, they didn't just trust me as a friend, they trust me as a business partner. And no matter what, I'm never going to take that for granted. I'm going to deliver to the best of my abilities. That's, that's the best certainty. Like he said, predictability. I've always said it's certainty because uh, you got to gotta tell everybody, hey, what's going on? And once you create the process, process, you have the right people, you have a great product, process, product, people, boom. Mm-hmm. You can close more business than anybody else.
0: And so when that comes from him to you and you've taken care of that, then you know you might need an insurance partner on that to mm-hmm. get that done, to get that deal closed, to get that, you know, something happened there. And if you were looking for somebody like Mark to do that, what are you looking for in an insurance agent?
1: And what kind of process does he need to have to help you feel more comfortable? And like Jay, like Jay said earlier, like most people already have insurances established with people. And sometimes it's hard, but I ask them, like, hey, man, do you have an insurance agent? Are you shopping? Uh, most of the time, uh, they are referred to somebody that uh, know their friend, their mom, and their dad. That's where it always comes from. Uh, but what I look for is responsiveness. You yeah. know, it's a part of my business that, like, hey, man, that's, that's a client. They're shopping. Uh, give them a call. or they going to give you a call? Just send me a quote. Keep it easy, simple, straightforward uh, that's not get it messy. I just need a yes, no, and let me go. That's how I work with how busy we are. Yeah. And that
0: works. And Mark, was that like, you said earlier, before I even got into it, you kind of stole my thunder a little bit, but you're talking about the speed, you know, at, at what you get back to people and like the accuracy. Do you have a process to get that done when you get a referral from Robbie? Does a time clock happen then? How do you, I mean, how do you go about that? Yeah, you know, when I first started insurance, I was a
2: one man show. And sure. um, So I had to be there at all times. I had to be available at all times. Uh, it got to the point where I was just—I was busy. I couldn't—I yeah. couldn't keep up with everything. So I started hiring staff, and I have uh, three wonderful staff members. And and we talk about that as soon as somebody comes on. We hey, this is what we do. When a lender sends you an email or, or gives you a call or somebody calls you, we get the information. We get it accurate. We get them the quote right away. When they need the binder, they need the binder right away. And our goal is to never hold that loan officer or the realtor up for anything. If there's a problem, we like to know on the front end. Uh, we try to deal with it on the front end. And so that way, whenever the problem, you know, when they get ready to close, there's not all these surprises at the end. Um, that is the main focus of my office is punctuality, uh, being kind, building a relationship. I think one thing insurance that, you know, the realtor... You guys will, you know, every time somebody buys a house or sells a house, you guys get uh, build that relationship, and they come back to you over and over. Same thing with the lender. <sighs> in insurance, when something bad happens, I'm the person that gets the call at two o'clock in the morning. I'm the person that go, gets up and goes out and shakes their hand, and say, "Hey, we're go, you're going to be okay." Um, I think that's what sets me apart is an insurance agent because having you know the past careers that I've had in public safety. I know how important that is to give somebody some peace in mind. Uh, we can all get the warm, fuzzy feelings in the beginning during the sale process, mm-hmm. but whenever, the, whenever three o'clock in the morning comes around, is somebody there to take care of it. And that's what, that's what I want to assure my referral sources, that I'm that kind of person, that they can go to sleep, work on the next deal, because I've got that when we're taking care of
3: it. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. You it brings say. up a great point that most, and you say they come back to us over, most realtors, don't have the opportunity to sell that house twice Mm -hmm. simply because they don't keep up. That follow-up process, the check-in, we're not transactionally based. We get paid per transaction, but we are not a transactionally based company. If you think yourself, if if, if you think you are, then you're not doing your referral partners and the customers any justice. If you sell somebody a house, then a year down the road, there's a hailstorm and the roofs leaking. they don't know what to do. They're going to call the first sign they see in the yard and some roofer's going to go, take advantage of them. That's right. But if you're consistently calling them once every quarter and checking in with them and you happen to check in when the roof blown off, that sucks. Call your insurance agent, call this roofer, do this. Right. The next time they go and hear somebody saying, I need to sell a house, they're instantly going to think of me. And by you following up, you're probably doing the same thing. That's correct. Your referral partners expect it and the customers deserve it.
2: You know, I kind of do something a little bit different than what most people do right or wrong. And I'm researching that I'm kind of looking trying <laughs> to engage try it. But you know, customers, I know that this is me. I'm I'm busy. If if Robbie needs me, Robbie knows where to find me. He can send a text, and so does he and you and anybody else that they need me, they know where to find. Me. I introduce myself to the customers, I get them all my information. They've all got my cell phone number, their phone. I'm I'm available, I'm the agent. I have there's four of us in my office, but they get my they get my cell phone number so that they need we send a birthday emails and all that kind of stuff just to check in every once in a while um, but i try to stay out of the hair as much as possible as an insurance agent because they're busy everybody's busy with their lives mm-hmm. and i just want to make that impression on them in the beginning or when there's a problem that they know that mark hickman's in their corner mm-hmm. he's not going to be in your face every day but he's back there in the background just operate kind of like a uh, kind of like a uh, uh, the computer the virus scanner. You know, you know, it's back there working, you know, it's back there doing its job if you need it, but it's not, I don't like the pop-up saying, Hey, we're, we're protecting your computer today. Just get back there and do what you're supposed to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. i leave that to you. Who is, who's, who needs to be out there in the open, Mm -hmm. who needs to be in their face? Not me. Yeah. So,
3: and that's, does that make sense? I mean, what we, we talk to so many people every day, we build these spheres and we build these relationships and networks and are able to connect people. And that's the way that I look at my job is I'm a connector. Right. I connect dots. I make money on connecting buyers and sellers. But in the end, that's what I do is connect dots. If I can put two people together and help them, they help each other. Fantastic. Correct. And my skill set is in verbal communication. So I, I make calls and I make sure that they know that I care about them. There's empathy around every single call. We do advertising, we do emails and we do all the other stuff. But the calls and the communication, the lunches, that's where it's it's this. Yeah. It's not the email drips.
0: Absolutely. But I think it's a combination of all the things. The email drips
3: help this. Sure does. They emphasize this. But if you don't have this, those email drips are spam. Sure they are. What makes them not spam is the communication, the face to face.
0: Well, like sometimes like my Sure, just to leave it out there, Jay sold my mother-in-law home and she gets still gets your drip campaign. I don't know if you know, this or not, but she's still in your drip campaign, she still gets your emails, She checks it once a month. And she also gets your phone calls. And she's like, And
3: she never answers by leave an email or leave a voicemail. Right.
0: Because she's always like, What does Jay want? What's going on? Is something wrong? Is something going on? What's going on? I'm like, he just wants to say hi, you know? And she's like, It's it's awesome. I get the emails. I'm like, Oh, this is how I can keep up with Jay. So the emails work with her. She's afraid if you're calling, if she's from that generation, you're calling something wrong. But, you know, she's like, I got his voicemail. It's cool. And so, like, she's told me a hundred times, if I ever need to buy another house, so I hope she doesn't. Then I'm going to call oh, okay. Jay.
3: Yeah,
0: I hope or if I have a, you know, a friend of mine that needs a home, I'm going to call Jay. But because of the drip campaign. So if you can, if you dismiss that, you may not get that from her because she loves the emails.
3: Everybody's different. You got to cover sure. everybody's
0: bases. You do, and that goes back to one of the other things we were going to talk about was your processes. And so each one of you mentioned, without you know saying you know that you have a specific one, but you have your processes, whether you call it that or not. So again, you know, going back to your strategies and your advice, and you talk about communication, and you talk about being that resource and being that person for them. So I would be safe to assume for you, Mark, you have referral partners outside of the people that send you business. So you have a realtor, I mean a real a roofer you mentioned, or you may have. An air conditioner guy you may have whatever it might be is that something you nurture in those relationships as well yeah I got I guess it's you kind of noticed it in the uh
2: little while we were being I uh, the realtor somebody sends the re- re- realtor referral uh the realtor sends it to the mortgage person the mortgage person sends it to the insurance person and while you asked earlier and how many referrals have I sent Robbie or, I mean, every once in a while, I'll get an opportunity mm-hmm. to send yeah. a referral back up. And, and, you know, one of my big things is when the interest rates were so low, I'd have a customer call about their rates because, you know, losses and just changes. And I look at it and say, Hey, what's your interest rate? And the, the five point something percent, I said, do you know the insurance rates like 2% right now? Why don't you call so-and-so mm-hmm. and, and, and get them yeah. and, and usually if they've called me they've got uh, they were sent to me through a, a person so I try to make sure who that is so I can send that back to them because they may not be thinking about hey I need to call Robbie for a uh, for a refi but to, back to your question specifically I feed the the roofers and the plumbers and the electricians and the you know all that I feed them often. The water restoration people, that would not be something that, that the realtor would send necessarily, but that's something that I would send a lot of whenever, you know, on my side. So it just kind of flows downhill and, and takes care. So there's a bunch of relationships starting at the top all the way to the bottom. There's a whole bunch of relationships at end of pack, you know, that ended end happening. the pathway.
0: Yeah, but I think it's all—it all goes into one big pot. I think if we had a, a perfect funnel here, and if I were buying a home, I sent it, or you know, I was talking to Jay. Jay sent it to you. You said there, but you did take care of that roof situation two years later. Right. It all goes back to giving them the credit. And say, you know, had I not gotten the referral from Jay to go to him, to him, I think you know, Jay's the hero there. Robbie's the hero there, and you're the hero there. And then, of course, I, you know, I got served in the right way. So. I think it all goes into one big circle there, the whole circle of life thing. Um, I think about marketing and stuff like that, and I think you're going to touch on that a little bit. But
2: one thing I try to do is my referral partners that I deal with, I want them to know the mortgage people that I deal with and the realtors that I deal with because that is what floats it back up to the top and source the process all over. So in my marketing, that's that's one thing I do to build deeper relationships is to try to build a bigger circle of influence where everybody knows everybody, not just me. Yeah. That makes sense. And then
3: sure. you're bringing this person into your sphere and I believe I can help you the best. I work with this guy who I believe can help you the best in his lane. And I work with this guy who I believe can help you the best in his lane. So you're further accenting helping this person by bringing them into your sphere of trust and together you can serve them better than somebody else could. Sure. And it, it, it goes back to knowing how somebody does business, knowing the process, trusting them, believing that they can do the job the way you expect it to be
0: done. Yeah. And I, I feel like you, you brought up a minute ago, Mark, about you use the example of the mortgage
1: rates, mm-hmm. but I feel
0: like you got to learn that from somebody. So I feel like at that point in time, Robbie needs to be educating that out to people. Is that something that you do is, you know, hold it
1: on man. Yeah, all the
0: time. Actually,
3: that's where I rely on his drips.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He sends emails. It's a nice, quick little. Doo-doo-doo. That's it. Yeah, Weeki- so tell me about that.
1: Weekly market updates. They go out to all of my uh, referral partners, to all of my previous clients. Like, hey, Love what's them. going on in your neighborhood? Where's your house value at? What to expect in the market? What's gonna happen? Is it possibly a good time to sell? Is it possibly a good time to buy and move? And uh, my drip campaigns are going to have my name on it as well as uh, Jay's name on it whenever we sell you the house and close on it. Yeah. And I mean, just a simple example. We closed on Joel's house last year, right? And then Joel's friend was moving from out of state. She called me and she started the mortgage application and she was working with another realtor. And I was like, no, you got to work with Jay. She got rid of that realtor and she worked with Jay. She wasn't having a good she was having a bad experience, but you know, sometimes people are stubborn in what they want to do, but then they hear about the experience they're having, their friends are having, and everybody want to keep up with the Joneses. So if your friend's buying a house, they're using these people, you're going to buy a house using the same people that your friend have used. And that's how we come back and recircle the business back to each other and keep it going.
0: Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it goes back to it's not probably every day you get the opportunity to refer something to him. It's yeah. usually the way around or to Mark for that matter. But if Mark does a good job and you have somebody that happens to say, I don't have an insurance agent or whatever. You know, you'll be able to take care of each other. And so, again, it may not be the best opportunity every time when they come to you because they've already probably have an insurance agent. But there's times you could refer to Mark or an insurance agent for that matter if you know they do a good job.
3: I mean, we'd, I mean, I ask them yeah. if I have somebody that can... your rates would you at least look at the eating an email and most of the time they're going to say yes now that's their opportunity to swoop in and the person that I work with typically doesn't really I mean they approach it similarly to you if I can help you great if I can't continue and I'll call you or help you when I can it's not a pressure sale it's how can I help how can I serve you best I'm not going to sell you anything I'm here to help okay but let me ask you this
0: so You know, you don't get the opportunity very often with Mark, but let's say that, you know, Mark kept a good open dialogue with you, conversated with you, built the relationship, continued that, you know, does that help his case uh, to get business from you when you do have the opportunity? Oh, for sure.
3: I'm about consistency. If if you tell me you're going to do something, do it. Just be a decent person and follow up. Do what you say you're going to do. Take care of them like I would.
0: And Mark, is that something that you feel like if you get, you know, you don't get something the first couple of weeks, you call on. Do you consider continue to stay consistent there and still call on that realtor or that mortgage lender? Or do you have a process where you say, you know what, it didn't work, I'm gonna quit there, or you stay with them?
2: Um a while back there was a, a loan officer uh, yeah.
0: called me, a mortgage
2: guy, and he said, Hey Mark, this is so-and-so. And he said, I've been working with an insurance agent for several years <clears throat> and I'm having a problem getting some stuff done, Getting having a problem getting my binders, etc. He said, Are you taking any new loan officers and I said of course well I didn't hear anything from him for about a month and then he calls one day he says okay I'm ready and I and I don't even know this guy yeah he's heard about me at some point and um so then he starts sending and sending a lot of business and I'm an intricate integral part of this business yeah which he feels like everybody needs an insurance quote from Mark Hickman doesn't matter if you go with him or not but if everybody needs the the comparison And, and there's 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 thought processes behind the uh the loan officers. I mean, uh, Robbie will help uh, people find the insurance and things like that, but there are a lot of loan officers out there that I feel like sets Robbie apart and other people apart. A lot of, there's some loan officers out there who will just say, bring me your insurance. <clears throat> I need an insurance quote. So the person goes online and they click insurance in Arkansas and they get all this stuff come up and they fill out their name and, hey, we're going to contact you within a couple of days. And all of a sudden they get, 75 phone calls everybody's trying to get a hold of them but the, in the meantime of dealing with all that they're getting uh, they're having to take care of the things for the lender the, the realtor they're having to get all these documents together which totally throws them off their game. but if that referral source comes through say hey go to your long, off, your car insurance agent get a quote from them and i'll get you a quote when compare, and it makes life easy so it kind of solves a lot of problems to answer your question each one of us have different circles of influences and um you guys work together a lot but if everybody if they're happy with who they use i'm not going to try to try to crowd somebody out. it's okay if at some point robbie needs somebody he and i will connect and and, and we'll carry that relationship from there and same thing with a realtor. I'm not offended by that. It's, it's, it's business and we all have somebody mm-hmm. that we feel comfortable using. So if I can, absolutely, I will build that relationship. But sure. I'm not going to try to crowd and push and, you know, all that stuff. Right. I've got the things that set me apart. And if that fits into, the, into a person's desires and, and it helps them, then that's what we'll
0: do. And so one of the other things with insurance agents is we, we all work within different niches and different, mm-hmm. you know, types of risks that we want to write. Is that something you feel is important to communicate? Like if you want to write happen to our homes, is that something you're going to communicate with the lender and the realtor to say this type of business I want, or you do communicate that process out to them to say, this is where I'm at, or you'll just take whatever they send you.
2: No, there I've always said that. And I think a lot of people say that probably uh, not uh, 10% of the, Realtors sell ninety percent of the real estate, and I, that's probably in a somewhat true in, in the uh, the lending business. Oh yeah, you've got your good ones, and then you've got the ones out there that you just pick up something as they come. There's certain ones I don't market to. I will take it if it comes, and we will do what we can with it. But some people, I try to deal with more of the the good solid people who want to build a relationship who who want who want my expertise. And, you know, there's the option of going online. There's all these different options. There are a certain number of people out there who understand the importance of dealing with Mark Hickman and having him as your agent and the importance of that. And those people lean on me. So when you first go into business, as you well know, you've got a lot of experience in this. At first, you're trying to just write whatever. You Everything. Do. You Everything you go yeah. up against the wall and you see, how <laughs> right. it, you know, sticks. After a certain point, you build your, you build your business more uh, intentionally. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, and I want to bring up, you know, the, you were talking about referring back a while back at a customer call and wrote his house and about eight months later, he called me and says, Mr. Hickman, I need to uh, get a a vacant dwelling policy. I said, okay, what do you have going on? He said, well, I've been trying to sell my house and I can't have been able to get it sold. Uh, So I need a vacant dwelling policy because my current policy is canceled. And um, so I said, well, how long do you have? And I, he had, I think he had about 40 days. And I said, well, who's, what realtor are you using? And he told me. And I said, "Why don't we get you with a realtor who can sell your house?" And he said, "You know, sort of asking the questions." I said, "Okay." So I got him over to a certain realtor, and they had his house sold in but between thirty and forty days, he was gone. So that's the importance of when I can come in. Is you know, there's a three hundred fifty thousand dollars house sitting there that somebody needs to get rid of that I can refer. That, that's that's where I help turn it back to the front.
1: Yeah. Man, that's how I look at it. Like, you know, uh, you know, all are still technically very new in the business. Uh, I've been doing this for like four years now, maybe this is my fourth year. First year I was like, man, I'm going to close every business has come through. I'm going to like meet with every realtor with this, with that. And that's where, what, what you're thinking that the business is going to come from what people think is business going to come from, but that's not where business comes from. After you do it, you're like, man, I'm sitting here and going in circles, uh, so you really miss the point of where who handles the business. Like one saying I've always had in mind: money grows in other people's pockets. Who knows what's in other people's pockets? You know. Once we you know started meeting all the time, like you and me, and you and David Kibitki and all that. You know. Once you start meeting with financial advisors that handle people's money, once you're dealing with the CPAs that know exactly how much money you're making, you're dealing with divorce attorneys that know that yes. You're gonna be selling, and you're gonna be refinancing. That's two transactions per one uh, referral, for example. Uh, dealing with uh, like, w- where does the who knows who who's gonna be buying properties, and that's what you focus on, uh, and it it becomes life changer.
3: It took you a couple of years to find yourself in the what position. First year, in each yes, business. yeah.
1: First year was a trial for me. Then I was like. I'm setting I'm setting my own plan because this conventional stuff does not really work what people think. And then I set my plan to start marketing for uh, financial advisors, divorce attorneys, and CPAs. And because ReapTour was not my game, every loan officer is barking up their own tree in town. First year, it was 60 deals. Second year, 217, third year, 220. That's unconventional and disproportionate to the time we've been in business. And if you keep doing that, you're only going to get bigger and your business become recession-proof. So people lose track of exactly where business comes from because everybody, everybody wants you to be successful until you become successful. You know? Oh, you should do this. You should try that new job, this, that, this person, that person. Then you become successful. Then everybody's going to be like, oh, you shouldn't been doing that. You shouldn't have been doing that. But You know what I mean? <laughs> Look so, at Robbie dropping bombs. I mean, he is I mean, so right. That's that's, what, that's yeah. what it's at. Yeah.
0: We are at a mid-roll ad, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, sorry to interrupt this fantastic episode, but I want to talk to you about my uh, good friends over at Canopy Connect, your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages. You need to quote your prospect. If uh, if you're looking for a great solution for your referral partners or for your producers out there, account managers, people working with your prospects, to get that information, the deck pages to complete that quote, to complete that transaction, go to Canopy Connect, go to usecanopy.com backslash heath and check this out. Uh, they are your one-click solution to get the deck pages you need to quote your prospect. Go to Canopy Connect, usecanopy.com. Also, my good friends over at Smart Choice, your uh your your awesome solution, your partner, your friend in the business is going to help you, whether you're a startup looking for markets, or you've been around the block, you've been around the agency world, but you need another market. You need a friend. You need a help. You need someone to come alongside you and help you with market access or advice or things like that. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. They come in with no fees. They come in uh, not wanting to own part of your business, they just want to provide you market access and they work off a commission split. And That's only the carriers they provide to you. So uh, what's, what's the harm here? No harm, no foul. It's a great opportunity for you. Go to smartchoiceagents.com and check it out. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so glad that you did. Now, let's get back to the show. Yeah. You
1: know, I, I've been in town for like four years. I moved here in 2018. At the end of 2018, I got into the mortgage business. I mm-hmm. knew nobody in town. And I met you guys and I tried different things and did not work for me. But then I realized that, like, hey, if I call somebody that I do business with, that's a person I'm going to run into at, at, at a restaurant five years or 10 years from now when I'm out of my business, but I'm going to still go up to and talk to like, bro, I miss you. Like how you been? Does anybody you do business with you feel like that about that would change your whole perspective, like it. your whole perspective. Cause everybody's always going after like, Hey, this is the person that was a lot of business. I want to get business from them and this and that, what do you have in common with that person? Do you guys, are you guys good together? And that's what people forget that like, Hey, uh, Man, I get a lot of business from this person, but this guy is such an a-hole, for example. I don't like working with him, but I get a lot of business. Yeah, you're exactly that, right. That's that's That does not bring me any value to my life, man. And that's exactly
0: what so. it is. You end up becoming good friends with these people. Yeah. And, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the three of us still get together for lunches on a regular basis. I still see market insurance events, and we still hug it out. We still say hi. We still talk. We have these funny text messages to go back and forth, whatever it may be. But I think, again, it starts on the beginning with that intentionality of working with the right people. In the beginning, like you said, and Mark said, you're throwing shit against the wall. Whatever sticks is what I'm going to write. Absolutely. But now, fast forwarding, you're probably more intentional. You're probably more intentional. And you're, I know you're definitely more intentional what, who you're working with and what you're trying to do. And so, Jay, I'd love to hear, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot of your thoughts on that intentionality and what that looks like for you.
3: You got to figure out who you are first. Oh, okay. And if you think, I mean, I can just speak for myself. I thought I was an analyst. I really wanted to be an analyst. So I went into this path, trying to read leases and become a lease analyst. I'm dyslexic and ADD. Who am I kidding? (laughs) I don't need to be reading leases. It took me, I joined a team because I needed money. I have a family. Yeah. And we ended up doing well together. So I learned what I was good at and then learned how to focus that energy into this business. And in doing all of that, and in doing so many transactions, you figure out who you like to do business with and where it comes from, where the business you like comes from. I started calling expired leads for sale by owners. There's a certain flavor of different types of sales. That's a harder sale. It's harder to get in the door. It's harder to get a listing. You go to the relationship business. You move into a systematic approach to developing the relationship. It's, I mean, we call it our follow-up system, but what it is, it's a systematized way to stay friends. I'm a terrible friend when it comes down to it. My best friend in the world is Ryan Brickwell, who David Kapitke now does business with. Guys in Dallas. I connected those two people. He moved to Connecticut. I never called him in the two years he was there. He called me every month. I did not keep my side of the street clean. He did. I have so much going on up here. My mind is a mess with ADD. It's hard for me to remember to pick up the phone just to call and say hi to somebody. That's not the way I work. What we've built is a reminder. I literally sit down every morning with a list of people I need to call and say hi to. I'm sending emails out because it says you need to send emails out today. Mm -hmm. Our system helped me become a better friend to the 800 people that I keep in contact with every year on a consistent basis. I have no idea where I started and where I was heading with this, but being a friend, like what they were saying, being consistent, being purposeful, finding who you like to deal with.
0: You nailed it. We're talking about intentionality. Yeah, You you had to get out of your comfort zone. That's not you. You don't pick up the phone. I'm a super friendly, Robbie's super friendly guy. Mark, we like to talk to people. We like to go out. Robbie could run for mayor, right? now be the first Lebanese mayor in Little Rock, but, you know, cause he likes to talk to you. He gets out there and does it. You had to get out of your coverage. I'm a naturally reminder. shy person. So you had to put a reminder in your phone, but you still do it. I would have never thought that when we first met, you know, and you were like, people's not necessarily my game. I'm like, what? I don't I like, like you talk people. to everybody. I really don't like you. You're going to be in real estate selling it. How in the world are you going to do that when you don't like, you know, and I should say don't like people,
3: but no, I don't. And it's not that I don't like people. I don't like humans. We're all selfish people
0: co-sponsored events with your referral partners, uh, whether it be, for instance, you three, insurance, real estate, and lender, if y'all were to do a workshop for new home buyers, would that be something that be of value for the three of you and something y'all have ever done before with referral partners?
3: Do an appreciation event. Okay. Something, you, if you bring your database and I bring my database and you bring your database, there's going to be some overlap, mm-hmm. but for the most part, there's going to be people for each of us to meet. Okay. So, hey, everybody, at Jay's database, you've done business with us. We want to come out and show you our appreciation. Go sure. to Arthur's June 9th for a party. Great. He does the same. He does the same. Next thing you know, you got a room of 100 people. 30% of them, you know, 66% you don't. So, you're getting to show somebody that you love and care about I like them. That. Okay. And that people that you do business with also do the same to their, their people. So further just emphasizing I do business with people that are just like me. So type like
0: of events can work. It's just a matter of figuring out, you know, what works now.
3: It's it's I'm here to pay for all this food for you to go have fun versus I really don't know what you want. So I'm going to put this thing together.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Mark?
2: Well, I started my insurance career off at Allstate. Yeah. And one of the things that was in your curriculum of, of training that you had to do when we were in Tennessee but you had to spend three hours cold calling. Sure. And so you just, you just pick up the phone and dial numbers and try to talk to them about insurance. And the key was, is to actually walk away with
0: some referrals. Sure. If Mark showed up at Jay's or at Robbie's office every week with a tray of muffins or donuts or something to that effect that came from Mark's office, does that help at the all?
3: thing about your audience, because it wouldn't help him. No. It would help us. Realtors okay. are always there and we're a bunch of scavengers. You bring food. Okay. You know, I got you. Bunch of, yeah. It, it just depends on who is yeah. receiving the message.
1: So,
0: yeah. I mean, what would work that best for you? That has value
1: for me. I mean, So what I'm, would
0: work, how would Mark, if Mark didn't know you, or if you're listening, you've got an audience of insurance agents, thousands of agents listening right now, and they were going to try to build a relationship with a, a lender. What's the best way for them to do that, to stay in front of them on a monthly basis or a weekly basis or whatever?
1: Man, uh, I would say uh, you know, like, just show us your value proposition. Uh, You know, be available when somebody calls you. Just show them straight. Be quick and understand like how we work. Like, I'll tell you, like, for example, uh, just send me a quote for this person. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like, don't waste time, for example, trying to like uh, get their car and their mother's cars and their grandmother's car and this and that. like, like I need, I need an insurance. Quote for this house. We're trying to make this deal happen. I'm moving forward. I gotta give this client some straight numbers. Just send me a quote. You know what I mean? But so- before I before before you get to that place, how does
0: a new agent or an agent get you to send the business for the first time? Like do you get Robbie's door,
1: man. Uh, you you really, said earlier
0: you're off air, you don't necessarily have time to be able to stop in on
1: your office and just say, Hey, hey
0: nice to meet you. I wanted to, you don't have time. I mean, that, so what's a
1: good way. We're of? always, all of us in this business are always at events here, events okay. there. And when I run into somebody that uh, really represents well, uh, yeah. they work for a great company or I have mutual friends with them. You know what I mean? That's a good way to come through the door. First of all, and that's for everybody. Uh, not just for uh, an insurance agent, Uh you got to know somebody that knows somebody, I would say, and get you through the door. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay.
0: And that's how, you know, uh, Robbie and I met. I came to Cheddar's on an event. It was a a ribbon cutting. and He was the GA or the manager there. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk to you about insurance. I ended up writing four or five policies for you, you know, because you and I built a relationship. Mm -hmm. And then, what, six or eight months later when you got out of insurance, you know, got into mortgage, we continued that relationship. so again, I think you're right on that. I, I think it's just going back to building relationships. But
1: then also, like you know, like how do I know? It's, how do I end up picking up that much more business than anybody else who's been doing it for thirty and forty years? Because uh, I may end up. So I close a deal for you, for example. You're gonna tell me like, "Hey, talk to my friend" or "this" or "that." Then I do your friends loan? Then they're working with a realtor, and then I'm I'm seeing exactly how this realtor works, for example, right? And if I like that realtor, my job is outstanding. And they don't appreciate what I'm doing. I'm never calling that rector again. If I do business, I close it in record time. We we show great skills in this transaction and we've had a good relationship. They've already seen how we work and seen how we do it. And if we like each other, I it may be a person that I'll be like, man, let's let's talk about how we can do business in the future. But uh, I think your phone database is the best old school most working thing ever uh like this year is a big shift year right everything's shifting in real Mm -hmm. estate. by july august last year on the 45 minute every time i go into my office i set a 45 minute timer and i get out of my seat and i walk outside and i call one of my friends no real estate related just one of my friends somebody i know somebody in my phone from a to z got 2700 contacts in my phone 27 if every day every 45 minutes you take a break from your computer and walk outside Talk to somebody for 15 minutes, somebody's not gonna answer you, leave them a voicemail, you did your touch. Somebody's gonna answer. You talk with them. Hey, how's your how's your mom? How's your dad? Where are you at? I saw you had a baby on Facebook. Reconnect the dot, uh, build conversation continuum skills. What are you doing, man? I'm in, I'm in the mortgage business. Oh, my sister's moving there, bro. Give her give her my number. I'll take care of her, like my own sister. You know, that's how you start building this. And it's the masses that you're going to start catering to. You close business for, and that's how you meet the professionals sure. handling their business. It starts there, man. It always starts there. Consistent so, system, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's
3: a system yeah. that is consistently executed throughout the year. Doesn't matter what you do, yeah. just right. do it consistently.
1: Well, why are we closing more business this year than last year? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we start. I just thought of, I was like, man, you know, I can spare 15 minutes every one hour to pick up another client and started doing that. And it works, man. Mm-hmm. People move everywhere. People move.
0: Yeah. And, you, and you brought up a good uh, a point there that I wanted to transition to a minute with, with social media. And maybe you guys don't admit as much, but and maybe you do. But if I've got a, a listener right now that, you know, is, is looking for advice on how to attract uh, a referral partner from somewhere on social media is that a good avenue and what what's some advice you might give in that arena anybody there's somebody new out there
2: that i'm wanting to attract as far as an insurance agent and attract as a mortgage loan officer or a realtor or something like that i try to take them to lunch or something like that something mm-hmm. something small to break us. the first we thing we
3: did we yeah. all
2: have to eat yeah and if i can buy your lunch Okay, and we sit there and visit, and just I don't even have to talk about insurance. Right, that's the crazy part. I really don't talk much about insurance at first. We just talk, and if we've got yeah. something in common, then then right. we'll build off of that friendship, sure. and then we'll talk insurance for just a couple minutes and go from there. Okay,
3: I mean, when it comes down to it, we're all kind of commodities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of people that do similarly to what each of us do. It's the first forty-five minutes of your f- hour conversation. Mm-hmm being about your kids and your family. It's that relationship that helps you stand out. And that lunch will help you filter out the people you don't get along with. Sure. It's a very valuable hour. I mean, that that's the first thing we did. Yeah. And what was supposed to be networking turned into a friendship that is networking. Yeah. But yeah, it's huge taking someone to lunch. Your time is valuable. Give it to them.
2: I've noticed a couple of things in... in- seen human nature like you said you don't you're not a people person well you know there's there's i say there's that in jest i am I a
3: people pro- i know people
2: right i understand yeah. what you're saying i, I kind of get that way sometimes so i kind of re- i read into it that's not a negative thing, yeah but- um, some loan officers and realtors—they don't want you in front of them. They don't want you to contact them. You can just tell by their by their responsiveness. But they'll send you a steady flow of business because they depend on it. some loan officers are in realtors. They like to be wine and dine. They like to go play golf. They like to go on a hunting trip or goose hunting or duck hunting or. Something like that. I know
3: you're offering hunting trips. What are we doing here? Well, <laughs>
2: right? Well, you might we get some that. more business. Uh, we do that. And and there's a that's something I've found, that if I can get that person or my group of good, solid people and get them out of the office, get them away from the, the hustle and bustle of life and sit around a campfire waiting on a goose hunting trip the next morning or something like that, that's where, in my opinion, permanent relationships are built That that will really lock things in. Does that make sense? Yeah. I have a con I have a, a relationship with a an insurance company right now, a company that I do a lot of business with. A right. whole lot of business with. And I met them on a duck hunting trip. I've never been duck hunting. A friend of mine that does uh roofing and restoration, things mm-hmm. like that. Y'all would know him. Uh, he called me and said, Hey, have you ever been duck hunting? I said, No, he said, Come on, let's go. So we went down there for the weekend and spent spent the night and had steaks and did all that stuff. And and I came back with a contract and a whole lot of my friends have actually benefited off that a contract with a relationship with this company that none of us knew before. So to me, that there's I think there's, and I'm sorry for talking so much, but there's good. A, there there's the initial meeting somebody. And I talk with the realtor and find out, hey, he's a hunter or he's a fisherman or he's a golfer. If he's a big disc golfer, I don't know anything about disc golf, so right. they're probably not gonna have that common. But if but if he's a beginner golfer like me, we can go out and Laugh at each other on the golf course. Or if he's a hunter or fisherman, I like to. I took a friend of my crappie fishing uh, last year and you know, took him on a guided trip. And we both had a great time. But sure. in that two hour drive,
0: we had a lot of bonding time and friendship building time. I like it. Anybody else want to add to that? Uh, relationship building, anything like that? Getting somebody out of the business
3: conversations is important. You've yeah. got to build a relationship and it's not going to be built within the conversation of real estate mm-hmm. or insurance.
0: Sure. Um, okay. One of the other things that uh, I find in building referral partnerships or relationships goes back to one thing we all did at the beginning in our careers. And I still think it's important no matter where you're in your career. And that's uh, networking and getting out and doing those some of those events. Whether you've been in the business one year or 20 years, I still find value in going to whether it's Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, Kiwanis, whatever it might be. Um, and some people, you know, believe in B&I, some don't. Some get involved in Local charity work. Some people do some of that kind of stuff, uh, and I know. Again, you talked about it a minute ago, Robbie. That was one of the areas you met so many people moving to Little Rock, and not knowing anybody. Uh, is that something you would tell people to continue to do uh, throughout their career?
1: There was value, uh, but. Uh, compared to like maybe like 5% of the people I've met in networking are people maybe I still talk to, you know what I mean? Cause you either like them or not, yeah. then you, they become your friends. Then you do your inventory, you know? And that's one of the
0: things that I found in, you know, being involved heavily in so many different, and that's Jay and I met at a chamber event or whatever. There's always those people at events, y'all could call me here, you know, agree with me on this probably there at every single networking event. But they're always struggling to write business. Yeah, And they're like, oh, I go to all these events. I do this. I'm like, how are you writing any business when you're at every single event? So I think you can overdo it as well.
3: Sure. But if you think about why you're going, why is everybody else going? And that's the thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're a realtor and then there's 10 other realtors there, everybody's got that intent. I'm out there to find business. Well, there's a handful of other people over here. They're just attacked.
2: Something I noticed, and this is just for me, um, Whenever I was a police officer, I worked narcotics Yeah, and I was usually the one person to go to the door and knock on the door and initiate the conversation. I would start talking to them. But the thing I was doing, I was asking, do you have kids? Do you have dogs? Do you have this? Do you have that? I'm listening to them, get them talk. But what I'm trying to hear is what they're not telling me Mm. and getting into the details and getting out in the weeds. Because once they tip off and tell me what I'm not, what they're not trying to say, Yeah, that's what gives me the end to start my investigation. So you shut that off and go to insurance and and network. B&I had its place. The chamber has its place. All these different places have their place. But what you need to do is go into a and i group. You're you're going to meet with Ivan Meyer or whatever that is. You have to go into a and i group and understand what they're not telling you or what what are the subliminal messages of really how to do business. What they're trying to do is get you to bring their money in. And say so you deal with this one person, this one person, this one person. But what they're teaching is back what we've been talking about the last little bit is you build a relationship with somebody. That's the whole point. And once you build that connection with somebody, yeah. then that lasts forever. So I mean if you if you preserve it, you can last forever. Um and that that is um, I did learn some key concepts that matter. When I first went into insurance from being a police officer. Uh, I, man, I didn't know how, what to do. They go in and sit in my office and they said, go write insurance. And I'm sitting here. But, you know, well, this guy comes around and he says, Hey, man, I'm so and so and I'm with a loan place right behind you. And he said, I, You want to get to BNI and I group? When we're first started B and I group, I said, What is that? So he says, Where would people refer business to each other? I said, Sure, I'll go. So I went and this guy and myself, we made a really firm friendship. Yeah. And he sent me a lot of business. Of what, that's the way I built my business. But I learned the concepts there that when, I'm not in b i can still build on those concepts because I kind of learned what they're not saying. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think it all goes back to another word we brought up earlier, which whether you're events or BNI or on social media, I it comes down to intentionality. Yeah. And you have to go to those events, find those people you want to build a relationship, listen to what they're not telling you, all of those things. Because had we not got involved there, none of us would even know each other. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't be on these conversations. You wouldn't be writing more lender, you know, or closing more deals than most lenders. You wouldn't be having the exercise you have. You wouldn't still be in business, you know, writing as much as you write. And I wouldn't be having my own, my own podcast and talking for a living um, if I hadn't gotten involved in in that kind of thing. So I think there's value there, but it has to be intentional. Those people that show up at every event, they're just going to party or getting mm-hmm. the free drinks or if you want to do this or that. And I talk to insurance agents all the time that are in that boat. I'm like, if you'll go looking for a goal of saying, I'm going to meet one person, like mm-hmm. Robbie said. I'm going to meet two people. I'm going to do this and go because like Jay said a minute ago, they're all there for a reason too. They're there to grow their business or to write business or to find you to be their client. So don't be scared to talk business a little bit. Once you find that person, bring up insurance, bring up real estate, bring up, you know, being a lender, bring up mortgages, whatever. Talk about mortgage rates or DTI or whatever cool terminology you want to bring up. I don't know, but find a way to, to do that because again, they're there for a reason that's why these events happen. That's why, you know, Chamber of Karmas is still going so strong. It's because those networking events and they go to help you grow your business. So I'd say go with intentionality, uh, go for uh, a reason to grow your business, not just to have a free drink or to meet some people or hang out or tell your boss that, okay, I checked it off my list. I went to an event. Um, I see too many people doing just that. Just
1: like you see those like YPN events, probably Yeah. one person goes as many as... 30 people that are sitting there at that event, right? Yeah. I mean, they just don't lose business. They go for the Facebook. They go for the pictures. They go for the drinks. Yep. And then they go home and they're still broke. Yep. You know, uh, that's that's the difference. And you see them at every event. Sure. Same people. You don't want to be that person.
2: Yeah. One thing I've noticed about you over the years of knowing you uh-huh. is if you go to an event, you own it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You work that whole room. And mm-hmm. a pat on the shoulder, that. or a hug, or a sh- handshake, or whatever, you find out a little bit about everybody. And that's the way I do it. And I feel like I'm, I'm speaking for you, but I kind of feel like this is what you do. You're going through there to meet everybody, but you're Absolutely. there for a specific purpose. Yep. And when you meet that perf- person mm-hmm. that, fit, that fits your specific purpose, then you're successful in that meeting. Oh yeah. And if you go there just to hold a drink and say hello, hello when people walk by you. You might as well stay home.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So my goal in that, and there's a reason why, you know, the nickname is stuck in me of the mayor, because I do want to know everybody in that room, because at some point in their lifetime, I want them to look at, I'm going to go to Heath for this. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, give me the the name of a local restaurant. Everybody knows I'm a big boy. I like to eat. They're going to call Heath. Auto repair. Auto repair shops. Or anything. Yeah. I want Mm -hmm. them to come to me. Or you know, Mark may come to me and be like, hey, I need to know a, a new company I can write insurance with. Well, I got a whole slew of them in my bag that I can tell you about. Or they may come to me and say, I need a new insurance agent that I can have represent my company. OK, call Mark Hickman. Do you know Mark? Do you know Jimmy, John, Paul, whatever? You know, that for me, I want to be that connector. And one of y'all said that earlier. I want to be somebody that connects other people. And so I think that's huge. Uh, and that being said, I want to end and wrap up with... Um, The best piece of advice you can get uh, or you can give right now to an insurance agent on building with a referral partner something in the same realm what we've been talking about. I will start over here with Mark. If you're new in the business, you've got to
2: touch a lot of people to Mm -hmm. to meet those people that you're going to connect with. I always say, you know, if I if I'm going into a realtor office or I feed to a group or something, there may be 30 people there. I may connect with one and that's okay. And when I go back and build that relationship, I build a relationship with that one because that one will eventually turn into two, will eventually turn into three, but you can't work that whole room because you kind of, I don't know what appropriate word to say, it but you kind of uh, water yourself down when you're really trying to connect with the whole room or a whole group. If you can connect with one, I think that makes a big difference And then when you build that relationship, just build off it. Uh, Loan officers talk, realtors talk. Yeah. And when they, but we're all in this room for one reason, because we solve people's problems. We 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 fix things for people. If they want a home, if they have a problem, you you're dealing with insurance that's need to insurance agents that want to grow. I've been there. I've been there with a deer in the headlights look, and you just got to kind of figure that out. And you're you're fixing a problem for a lot of people. Same with you, Rob. and in, in the last thing is the bank that Robbie works for, they're prominent in town. <clears throat> every insurance agent is looking to go by there and drop off something or, you know, every one of them is going to come by and work the big miracle and everybody's going to send a business out of that office. I know a lot of them, love them to death, have relationships, get business from loan officers in there, but I don't go up there. I, I try to connect with the people kind of like on the outskirts because if Robbie... Stop and take time to deal with everybody
1: that wanna to talk to you every day. Probably wouldn't get very much work done. Right. So am I wrong? Uh, I work. I got way more work done from home than I do at the office. Right. Absolutely. Robbie, what's, what's a piece of advice you give to an insurance agent trying to build a referral network? And for new agents, I would say, you know, take time to learn who are the players where you are and know who handles the money. Know where, how money flows, read the economy of where you are and understand where it's money coming from and where it's going. And that's how you start trying to make connections with the right people in your area. What was that phrase you said about people's pockets? Money grows in people, other people's pockets, bro. I like that. That may be the title of this podcast. Right? I like that. It's pretty It awesome. does. I it mean, does? it does. You <laughs> yeah. want the money it's growing in somebody else's pocket and it's your job to uh, sell without acting like you're salesy and close deals in the most elegant, fashionable manner. I
0: love it. Yeah. Jay, right. I'm going to end with you here on this question. It's not about you. Okay. It
3: has nothing to do with you. What can you offer somebody else?
0: Being a value The man.
3: more that you can offer somebody else, the more that you can help them, the more business you're going to get out of it. It's being genuine in your messaging, being respectful, yeah. being kind. Don't be a dick.
0: I, I love that. You know, uh, and that could be the other title for this show. Um, uh, I will shut this thing down with one of the things that we heard. The word didn't come up until just now, but I think it comes down to being authentic and being your authentic self uh, in your messaging, in your branding, in your intention. Everything that you do has to be authentic. If you're not, if you're fake, if you're not who you are, truly it's going to come through. And so guys, I really appreciate you hanging out with us. And, uh, you may or may not get royalty checks from this someday, but I appreciate you being here. (laughs) Thanks, sir. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and my friends today in the show. I really hope that you had as much fun as I did. What a good time. Um, so uh, if, it, if it meant something to you, if it was something that uh, really added some value to you, let me know. Shoot me a DM or an email Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. I love opening the mailbag each week. If you've got an idea for your own show uh, or anything like that, go to Get Ready Set Podcast. That's GetReadySetPodcast.com and check it out. If you're thinking to yourself, man, this dummy can do it, anybody can. Yep, you're right. All I do is talk and they do all the rest and the hard work for me. So GetReadySetPodcast.com, go check that out. Thanks again and have a great day. And I'll look forward to hanging out with you again next week.